Welcome to FileMaker Talk. This is Matt Navarre, and today my guests are Molly Connolly and Jason Mundock from the new company Elusive Moose. Welcome, you two. Hi, Matt. Thanks, Thanks for having us, Matt. Elusive Moose. There has to be a story there. <laughs> We've got a story. Do I get to throw it out there? Please. Years ago, I had a project, a consulting project up in Alaska, and I got kind of consumed with the idea of seeing a moose, which is supposedly something easy to do. And so, I mean, I was in Alaska for several weeks, several visits, and everybody I was working with was like, oh, no problem. They eat out of the garbage at noon, or I'll take you down the street, and there's like a path, and there's a moose there. <laughs> Every single time I would like leave to go to lunch, that they would take a picture of the moose in the backyard. So anyway, it became the joke that um, Molly's elusive moose. So I was always looking for something that was gigantic and everybody else could find and I could not. So, so Molly and I were talking about starting this new, this new business, new, this new concept, right, of, of helping people like us who do consulting work, helping, helping people do, do better, enjoy mm -hmm. their work. Um, and we started to realize that the metaphor there between this moose this hidden moose, this elusive thing that, that seems like it should be so obvious that you should be able to, to, to find it quickly, right? And you look around and you see other people who are doing this, these things and you say, how, how's it so easy for them and not easy for me? And we realize that when, when, you're a, when you're an entrepreneur, when you own a small business, when you're a solo developer, solo consultant, you have to do everything. And you might be a superstar at 95% of what you do, but there's that one thing that just nags at you. There's that one thing that keeps you from you know, hitting the home run every time. And so the, the like moose, sending invoices to your clients or that, that's, <laughs> that's something minor. Example. Right. So um, the moose is really the solution to those problems. And, you know, it's hidden for you, but yet you look around and everybody else has no problem seeing it. So mm -hmm. our goal is to help, help people identify what their elusive moose is and then provide the resources so that they can solve those problems and, you know, have a better life. Hmm. I love it. And also it has a, a great ring to it. I mean, you know, it's got... It's got just this lilt, this je ne sais quoi, this. <laughs> <laughs> it, it rolls off the tongue. Yeah, and, and I'm so excited about it because even, you know, Jason and I have been both just been swamped with work lately. And we talk about but things that you are good at. You know, I know how to do this, and yet I still have the same problem. Mm -hmm. And part of that is the consulting journey. I mean, you're, you're always going to have problems with timeline and budget and changes and whatever. Um, but, you know, I've been doing this for 20 years, and I keep finding myself in the same struggle. So I love, sure. you know, one of the reasons I love DevCon, one of the reasons I love Pause on Error is being able to surround myself with people who understand the problem and who have concrete ideas on how to solve it. And, and it changes, Right, so it's not that you get the the answer; it's that you have to continually invest in yourself and your professional development mm -hmm. and your network of peers, um, you know, to help give you that. It's it's not just encouragement and inspiration; it's specific ideas and techniques to to make things better. So you mentioned a couple of conferences, and you know, the other reason that I really wanted to talk to you guys today is to talk about the the uh, conference that you guys have upcoming in October. Excellent, October twenty eighth and 29th. It's in Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm excited. I think, I think we're going to head over to Buddy Guys. Um, yeah, so we're calling it Find Your Moose, and it's a two-day conference. Now, for for those of you who came to my product conference the last two years, or Don Levon and I did a, a joint conference where his was on design and mine was on product, mm -hmm. a, lot, a lot of the similar feel. It's going to be a small conference, you know, 
maybe 75 people. people. Yeah, okay. 75, yeah, 100 would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a small conference. And probably the difference between the product conference is I had half business topics and half very specific technical topics mm-hmm. related to developing products. Um, I got a lot of feedback, and, and obviously it's what I'm interested in, that it would be great to have just a business-focused conference. So with that in mind, we're also opening it up. We're assuming pretty much everybody's going to be FileMaker developers, but I've had a couple people register who are using different technologies, mm-hmm. designers, creatives, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. You know, it really seems to me that there's some pretty unique aspects to running a FileMaker consulting company that are maybe a little bit different than than another um, product. I think that's because of kind of the unique place that FileMaker sits in the market. And maybe the unique kind of ebb and flow or, or not ebb and flow that FileMaker has in jobs, you know? You know I agree I, with that, but, but I, I just want to jump in and say that um, I also think that there are some really, um, there are some similarities that cross over as far as from the business side. So if we, if we raise ourselves above the technical um, mm-hmm. part of what we do and we just talk about business conceptually, um, I find that that when there are other types of people, right, designers or marketing consultants, who are also consulting, they have clients, they have projects, they have a lot of the same issues we have on, in the business side of things, and we can really learn from that. So I, I spend my days in a co-working space in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, where I live, and you know, co-working is kind of a, a re- recent movement where it's an open floor plan, and you, you, it's not a rented desk, it's more of a membership. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of collaboration that happens here. And I work with a lot of designers, photographers, um, web developers, and w- we sit down at lunch and we, you know, just kind of talk about what we're doing and what our problems are. And I found a lot of similarity. And I thought one of the things I wanted to bring to the table, and when Molly and I started putting this together, was we we wanted to also look outside and find some fresh ideas mm-hmm. and learn from other people who are doing similar things and see what the differences are and the similarities, so that we could, you know, maybe raise the bar a little bit in, in our own understanding of how. Other people do this stuff. And some of the speakers and topics that I've noticed on the on the agenda are actually from kind of the outside perspective and talking about some things that we never really hear about at any other conference, like, for example, the importance of metrics, of measurement of things, and just, you know, cold, hard business things that I did not know for, the, for most of my career as a FileMaker developer. And through uh, the FileMaker business group, Molly, that you actually turned me on to a few years ago, yeah, and, yeah, and Jason, you were involved in that too. I learned so much about business, and I realized the importance of that. But I'm still at the beginning. I'm still have a, I have a long way to go. You know, it's not just understanding balance sheets and metrics. It's all these things that you have to kind of go through one at a time. To yeah, to, uh, and and I don't know. I guess the other really big lesson for me there was, I just wanted to make good software and to make my customers happy. And I thought it was just enough to kind of keep doing what I did, but that's not really the case. If you have a really good, steady, reliable business and you've got money in the bank and you can pay your people reliably, that's actually a far better foundation for long-term meeting your really, really big goals. It's important to go through and to go to these conferences and learn the stuff that you need to learn um, so that you can actually really meet that bigger goal. That's a super left-wing no, I love how, <laughs> I love how you said that because I think so many of us say, okay, I'll invest in my technical skills. If I'm a great programmer, then I can solve any problem. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, the, and I do, Jason and I both do coaching, 
most of the people that I'm coaching, the struggle is not the technical issues at all. Like that's the fun part. We yeah. like the technical, but where you lose money, where you get frustrated, where people don't understand, you know, you can't communicate. Um, that's the mm-hmm. bulk of like keeping your business going. And just to add on to that, one of the things we did with the conference schedule and how we uh, selected the speakers and lined up the topics, we basically framed it so that we're hitting every aspect of the kind of the project life cycle, you know, marketing, mm-hmm. sales, needs analysis, design, development, support. So from my perspective, like you said, I think what's unique about the FileMaker community is most of us are doing all of those things. Mm-hmm. Right, but somebody else might come to this conference and say, "You know what? I'm going to focus on that customer service track." Or, uh, you know, a lot of people have called me and they're like, "You know, I, I'm so busy. I don't want to know anything about sales." And what I counter is, the sales and marketing talks we have are Jonathan Stark is talking about the same thing. He's he's just him. He's in demand. How do I find the client that's the perfect fit for me? That I love the work. I'm challenged by it. I'm going to get along with this person and I'm going to make, you know, the the most money or By make way, it most. I, I got to say I'm really really excited to hear Jonathan Stark because he's kind of been not in the file maker space the last several years. For at he, least 5 he, years. At right? least 5 years he kind of found this other niche and went completely crazy with it and has learned a ton about these other aspects and I've been dying to kind of find out what he's been up to and and how he's been able to translate these other things. So yeah, I'm I'm seriously looking forward to spending some time with him. Yeah. Well, and that's it. I mean, it's like it's a small group. It's not you're just yeah. going to see him talk on stage. He's going to give you some ideas. He's going to do a well well crafted presentation, yeah. and then you've got a small room where you're going to open it up and you're going to discuss it. I think yeah, um, it was. I think it was a panel discussion at a previous conference that he was on the panel and I was running it, and I was just so damn impressed with him. So, so who are some of the other speakers and some of the other topics? We've got John Sindelar is coming, and what's really exciting about what he's going to talk about, there's so much to learn from John, um, but what he's going to talk about in particular, which is really kind of central to this idea that Jason and I are trying to put out, he's going to talk about how he's prioritizing his time. He was so busy, had so much going on. How do you hire somebody? How do you decide where you're going to spend your time and how do you focus? And he was able in the last year, and one of the things he did is he developed this new tool where the real goal is to say, how do you make the most day back, right? Mm-hmm. How do you make the most use of your time? So I love his example because it's both a personal growth thing of saying, I can't do it all. So what am I going to pick and what am I going to say no to? Mm-hmm. And out of that, I created a product that people can do the same thing. So I love that combination for us geeks because it's not just, it's not, again, it's not just the touchy feely. It's a very powerful implementation of, you know, I'm going to become mindful. I'm going to be focused. Mm-hmm. And here's how you do it. I find it very hard to say no. You know, so where do you make, where do you set those boundaries? Right. Um, yeah, me too. And it, you end up taking little tiny jobs that you get three hours of consulting and give away four hours of sales or whatever, you know? Yeah. Susan Fenema is going to be talking about project management and not just project management in general, but managing yourself. So this is another one of how do you optimize your time? What are the, what are the techniques that you can implement um, to get you through the day in the most efficient manner? Uh, hmm. We've got a couple of business She's coaches. Great. I've seen her speak before. I really like her. Uh, a buddy of mine, again, outside of the pond, Craig, Craig Montlog. He's a marketing expert hmm. and he spoke at my product conference, um, got great reviews there. And one of the things I asked Craig to talk about is, hey, if you're a small business, there's a million different ways to invest in marketing. Where do you start? Should I be focusing on social media? Should I be focusing on uh, you know, doing ads or placements or whatever? Wow, and so, I need to go to that. 
Yeah, because yeah, I mean, there's so many things like how do you determine the effectiveness? You know, Google AdWords, how much should your budget be? Right. And it's, and you, and it's, you I, can throw I, money I had such time. a skeptical look at the social media stuff. It's like, really? LinkedIn can actually find me customers? No, I don't buy it. But then people who have actually really put themselves into it go, if you're not in LinkedIn, you're crazy because yeah. it's a really, really powerful way to, to get yourself out there. But you've got to like invest in it, you know, having a blog on your site and starting right. a FileMaker podcast, I think would be. No, don't do that. <laughs> but you got to pick things that make you happy too. Mm-hmm. The the other side of this conference is about is about life. So you you'll hear that we're talking about a work life conference, and I think everything that you know Molly was just focusing on is is well, no, John's is really about um, about a quality of life too. But we're trying to balance the sessions between people who are bringing topics that are very specific to work. You know, how do I how do I get more customers, and how do I manage my money, and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But there's also this life component. Uh, because you can really get lost in the minutia of business and business, business, mm-hmm. business all the time. Um, so we have a handful of sessions that are really focused on um, improving your quality of life as well. Because, you know, you want to enjoy what you do. Uh, so Alan Imbarato is a great example of that. Um, who's, you know, part of the FileMaker community. Uh, he does a lot of life coaching, mm-hmm. does a lot of business coaching. And his main session is systematically reducing stress. Um, he's been focusing a lot on that with his stress shifter app that he's developed mm-hmm. over the years. Um, and he'll also be serving on a on a coaching panel um, that someone, this new guy, Matt Navar, I think his name is. It's pronounced never. (laughs) Matt never. (laughs) The Matt never will be facilitating. Um, So that's, that's going to be a cool session. And um, a uh, a good friend of mine, Ann Kirby, who uh, lives here in Lancaster is going to be talking about networking and, and the, and some options for, Sort of getting out of your home office, right? Getting out of the basement mm-hmm. office and actually interacting with other humans. Because mm-hmm. we all know that when you're an independent consultant or if you have a very small company and a lot of remote employees, um, it's very tempting at first to say, oh, I'm going to work out of my house and I'm just going to, this is going to be awesome. I can work in my PJs and, you know, I, I can get up whenever I want. Right. Um, and then after, you know, months, maybe even a couple of years of that, um, in a lot of cases, you start to miss that social interaction. You really want to want to get out and meet other people. Uh, well, Anne is a, a co-working uh, advocate. She owns the co-working space that I work in. She's networked with co-working spaces around the country. So she's going to be talking about these options that are there, and most cities have them. I mean, Lancaster is a small city in Pennsylvania, and mm-hmm. we've got we've got a, we've got a handful of co-working spaces just in our little city. So the bigger cities have uh, literally dozens of options to to um, you know, to move your, your business into a space where you can collaborate with other people. And so that's another... By the way, why is it not life. Lancaster? Why is it Lancaster? I mean, anyway. I can't speak. <laughs> you yeah. should see how I spelled it. Hey, listen... There's, there's a lot of cities like that in the country that are pronounced. We have a street here in Portland, C-O-U-C-H. Cooch, yeah. obviously. That's the way it's pronounced. Some guy, Henry really? Cooch, I guess, from okay. the 1800s. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's a I guess it's a Pennsylvania Dutch kind of spin. I don't know. Sure. There's a we have a market R O O T S, uh, which is pronounced roots. Yeah. So, oh, and nice. if you say roots, then people just kind of look at you and their eyebrow goes up. It's De- Haven from the Midwest. It's a, it's a roof or a root. Yeah. See, the funny I don't know thing what is, you people are talking my, about. my parents are both from the Midwest, and I still kind of pronounce it roof, even though it's not. <laughs> no one pronounces it that way out here. Up on the rooftop. And what's weird is I have several clients in the in the roofing roofing industry, so <laughs> I get made fun of pretty regularly on that one. Hey, don't let me forget uh, from FileMaker Inc. 
I'm I'm super excited. Brad Freetag mm-hmm. and Julie Sigfranius are going to come and speak. Couple. And a couple people have asked me, yeah. they're like, well, they're talking about sales, but obviously me selling service is totally different than, you know, FileMaker selling product. But um, first of all, uh, you know, I've had the opportunity to talk to Brad, and it's really interesting to talk to him. You talk about metrics, like how, how he measures metrics, how he decides where to focus. I think that's interesting. And as FileMaker developers, I want to hear what FileMaker's got going on. Mm-hmm. So we'll have the small group to hear from them about that. Um, but also, it's a panel discussion. So we'll have some interaction there, and we'll also uh, kind of glean some specific techniques and sales topics. Again, well, getting outside of our... This, those two have this program going at FileMaker to kind of reach out to FBA companies mm-hmm. to help them be successful, to actually have some metrics. And you know they've got that program going now. Um, kind of almost like some of the same stuff that FBA or FBG is doing, you know, with its little tiny group, um, you know, to take a look at the success of FileMaker companies so that we can actually not just be selling FileMaker licenses, but actually have healthy companies. So, yeah, that'll be great to hear from those two about it because that's the, I think that's one of the things they care about a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. So we were talking a little bit before we started about kind of our own individual companies and how right at, at this moment we've kind of completed most of our contracts and we've got a few little clients and we've got a couple of several, like three or four really large projects just about to start. But right now we're like, Oh, well, we've got some really cool internal things we're about to release. <laughs> right. And we've actually, we've had a lot of time to work on this thing, which will be coming soon called recent records. What's it's that? a, it's kind of like a web history thing <clears throat> that you can integrate into your solution in five or 10 minutes. And um, we've, I've been distilling it down to the absolute smallest possible elements. And it, I'm really excited about it. We're going to be releasing it for free on our website here in the next little bit. So I love for free. Yeah, free is good. And, you know, it's just something that I feel really strongly about. We've integrated it into virtually every system we've done for clients as a way to put right on the main menu of the product. I didn't really kind of mean to transition into this thing, but, you know. Here I am. I got a microphone. I'm going to use it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We want to know. Yeah. So anyway, be looking for that on msnmedia.com. But what I guess what I was saying is, you know, this problem of the ebb and flow and the, the business that comes and goes to try to sort of even it out and figure out what, you know, how to, how to not have these periods where you've got no work for a few weeks. Yeah. And it's, and I'm hearing that from everybody. It's that some people are totally swamped. I mean, Jason, you're up to your ears right now. Yeah, yeah. It's been a pretty remarkable uh, summer. You know, I started the year out um, kind of in the same boat you were in, Matt. I had a couple things lined up, and mm-hmm. um, I had two two fairly sizable clients that just, you know, sort of flaked in December just for different reasons that mm-hmm. were completely unrelated, you know, personal reasons and different things like that. And so I found myself the first couple of w- weeks in January just sort of looking around and, uh, you know, dusting the shelves. And um, but because I, I knew I had a, uh, two two big, relatively big projects starting in early February, late January, early February, so I, I didn't want to go out and sell, sell, sell. Um, but those, all that work uh, died down as the summer came around, and Molly and I started really uh, diving into the elusive moose. So I thought, great, you know, I've got uh, a steady, some steady clients that I can rely on that are just sort of those ongoing maintenance clients, and I'm just going to take a breath and work on the moose, and all of a sudden. It's like every every customer that I've ever dealt with in the last you know three years picked up the phone and called me in two weeks. It, it almost became like a silly joke. It was it was remarkable how many how many people were calling. And um, I mean, I had, in one case I had actually written a proposal and submitted it in 2013, and just 
it went dark. They didn't have the budget, and it went away. And I got an email out of the blue that said, "Let's schedule that meeting. We're ready to get started." I was like, "Hold on, you know, <laughs> what's going on?" I don't on? even remember what we talked about two years ago. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you know, the release of a of a new uh, version always you know shakes things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think it gets people thinking about it again and talking about it again. And in you know, I think in my case that. It was just there were a few things that were pent up that were just sort of waiting and waiting and and it was a coincidence that a lot of it came together. But now I'm hearing that that that's you know that other people are also experiencing this. So. Sure. Well, I think and you know I would have to say that you can't really even that out necessarily. So I think a good strategy is to say is two twofold, which maybe we'll be having some topics specifically about this. And this is kind of what we have done is one set your business up so that if that happens to you, you don't go out of business. You know, right. have, have some right. runway, you know, have, have, yeah. um, money in the bank, but not too much. And cause you actually well, don't want to have too much in Matt, the bank. You apparently. and I have talked about this. Like one of the struggles I've got right now is my portfolios really heavily weighted for government clients mm-hmm. right now. I've got a couple of government, you know, state universities, um, school districts and they pay very it fast. Takes a, it takes a oh God. They just take a really long time to pay. And so you've got subcontractors working. People are putting a ton of time in. Mm-hmm. And then you're not getting paid for 45 days or 90 days. And I have to pay those subs. Mm-hmm. So that's um, that's frustrating. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, how, how do you manage that cash flow so that uh, you're not eating rice while you're waiting for the, the big paycheck? I had a pretty in? rough period last year where I, you know, that runway that, you know, there's another really important topic that I learned, which is, Know who your banker is. Have a relationship with a business banker. Have them come to your office, go to their office, and get as much credit as you can get because it doesn't cost anything to have a line of credit. Right. Or maybe like 100 bucks a year or something like that for the account. And, you know, a, a regular-sized company, you can get fifty dollars or $100,000 line of credit. And if you, like for you in your situation, Molly, you know, right. if you really need to pay subs, and if it, it, it might actually be totally worth it for you to pay 4 or 5% APR – on a loan so that you can make sure your subs are happy, knowing well, that you're going to get paid in two months. Take the personal stress out. The thing mm-hmm. is, you know, when you're, you know, when I started this when I was 25, all right, big deal, you know. I won't go out Friday and Saturday night. Yep. <laughs> right in the house. Now it's a different situation. Yeah. You, know? I mean, during you got that kids, you got a house, you got a mortgage. Um, and so you have to implement. Well, one of the other topics we're going to have, it's a panel discussion. I've got um, an accountant, I've got a financial planner. I've got an insurance agent, and I've got a lawyer on there. And the idea is to talk about those specific. To, I think that's the one you're gonna, another one you're going to facilitate for us, Very right? Very excited about that, actually. Yeah, I want to just lay out the. What do you What do you see as the most important things that a small business owner should do, and and run through each of them? And I I, I like the idea of putting them on a panel together because mm-hmm. probably people don't want to just go listen to a lawyer for an hour, but to have. Re- to have this whole group there, to have the lawyer say, "I suggest you you incorporate this way," and have the accountant indicate why that you know the pluses and minuses mm-hmm. of that will be interesting. Th- that one is going to be so like personally fascinating to me. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't care if anyone comes to that. It, for me, the opportunity <laughs> we'll just of just having, yeah, just yes. having the opportunity to kind of get the because I talk to my accountant and attorneys and whatever individually, but to get them to actually compare notes with each other and to find the areas that they agree and disagree, oh, that's just going to be great. Yeah. I like how you're good at, you're good at finding those little conflict points too, so it makes it more entertaining. Well, I'm not looking 
I actually think that when you have a little bit of disagreement, when you can find an area of of, a, of something that's that you don't agree on entirely, that's when you can discuss and actually get to the right answer. You don't, you know, you don't. No one ever learned anything from success. You know, you only learn from kind of disagreement and failure. And so, I don't know. That's my my take. I love that you said that too, because one of the other things about this conference is the people who are coming are people who are willing to say, "But you know, I'm I'm doing really well, but guess what." I'm sucking at this. Right. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want somebody to come who knows everything. Because guess what? I don't believe you. Or if you do, then you don't really have anything to teach me. These are people that are straight up out there. And, you know, and I can think of all the people who've registered so far. I'm so excited to talk to them about, you know, how they helped me on this or how they helped me on that. Or what do you think about this? Or remember yeah. that horrible thing we went through and we figured it out. So, yeah. So, so, we uh, get, the conversation doesn't stop with the sessions. You know, we're trying to build in enough time in between the sessions and over lunch so that the mm-hmm. conversations can continue. And that's really the pause like um, aspects of this uh, is making sure that we're also learning from each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, I had a great couple of years and on paper, I'm still having a great year, but now I'm, I'm like at that point where it's time to bring in subs and. And so that adds a whole other layer of things, mm-hmm. and, and that's not something that I've, I'm finding that I've I've been very good at is ma- managing that that client roster. So now I'm entering a whole new you know a whole new territory, a whole new um, space for the business, and it's going to be great for me to just yep. be able to tap the knowledge of all my friends out in Chicago and find out you know how they dealt with it and deal with it. There won't be a pause on air this fall, but there's one that's um, coming together hopefully in spring. Awesome. So this is the only only conference to go to this fall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't wait don't wait for pause. Don't wait for um, pause. You know what? By the time the podcast comes out, Matt, the early bird special will probably be off. Um, but I'd love to direct people to the just follow us on Elusive Moose on Twitter um, because we'll have a couple specials. And FM Pug is also offering a discount. Okay. And then how do people sign up? They go to findyourmoose.com. And is your all is your company also elusivemoose.com? Yes. So Elusive Moose is our main company. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the online resource. And the conference itself is Find Your Moose. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> I credit Jason for that. I was like, let's call it, you know, FileMaker Business Conference. And he's like, let's call it Find Your Moose. <laughs> I said, okay, let's do it. We're going to go for it. <laughs> it's bold. It's good. Yes. And you know what? When I had the FileMaker Product Developer Conference, people were like, what's the thing in Chicago? Yeah. And now, like at DevCon, people are like, what's up with Find Your Moose? So yeah. branding, what people are remembering it. That's true. Like a, a, a name that's, yeah, the, the the business conference, was it like the business conference or the business filemaker conference? Or yeah, it was hard to remember, but this is easy. Yeah, it sticks. So yeah, we we really hope, we hope people come. There's a lot of, a lot of good stuff going on and, you know, just already, like I said, the, the speaker lineup's great. We've got great, interesting people and I just... I think uh, people are going to get a lot of value out of it. Yep, really cool hotel. Chicago's an amazing place. Love Chicago. Yeah, me too. I had yeah, I think a lot of fun there. We've got. Hey, Matt, did you did you ever interview Seth Zur? Nope. Best. Okay. Well, maybe you come back to that. But um, okay. I've got a. So who is you know, Seth Zur? You can't bandy up and fold. <clears throat> oh, sorry. So so Seth is a filemaker developer that works with me, but his main thing is so half the year he works on Bacon Fest which is a yearly event um, in Chicago where it's all the top chefs in Chicago prepare like one tiny thing with bacon in it. 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, so so Seth is a foodie, and he's coming up with kind of the list of suggested places to visit in Chicago. Uh-huh. And again, we've got time. Um, the conference space that we're at is going to be right um, right close to Buddy Guys, so maybe some of us will head out and hear some blues, that kind of thing. It'll I wish nice Buddy thing. Guy would be there. He's still pretty amazing. Still coming out with records that are awesome. <laughs> if you're a blues nut like me, you follow him. <laughs> you never know. He shows up. I've seen him I've seen him play a few times and uh I don't know. I'll talk about Buddy Guy for a minute cuz I'm excited about the guy, but you know he's he's old now, right? So he's not he's not like the awesome fast guitarist that he used to be. Yeah. But as an entertainer, he's unbelievable. I saw him come on stage to start a song and he just played a few notes of a song, just do day do day do. That was it. One little tiny guitar lick. And then he walked around and strutted around the room for about 2 minutes while the band just did a little tiny bit of the of the anchoring of that song and the audience was completely enthralled i had I never seen i had never seen an entertainer who could who could with four notes completely group. captivate people for a couple of minutes That's and fantastic. and and start the feel and the you just absolutely were in that it was amazing anyway i'm getting chills love the guy <laughs> love the guy i love it so um any other uh, any other parting shots? Any other things you have to tell people to stop what they're doing and go to findyourmoose.com? And it's also pretty inexpensive to come, isn't it? Early bird special is six fifty. I think it's a, I think it's a really good value. We picked it because um, you know, like I said, it's a nice space. We wanna mm-hmm. we wanna be able to record um, the the meal uh, the space I'm doing it at this time. Uh, your breakfast and lunch will be included. So it's some just little things like that mm-hmm. uh, that are less about. I know it's less about people getting a free sandwich or whatever than it is about keeping them in the conference space so that you can keep those conversations going. We actually, in planning pause, we really found that it's worth it to charge more for the tickets and and uh, have the food and everything handled. It's I think really, so. Really we want to make it easy. You know, one of the one of the things that is always great when you have a really great conference experience is that you can find everybody. Like. Here's where the group is. Here's yep. here's you know here's where the food. I'm not running around trying to find a cup of coffee. Let's not worry about that. Let's really focus on this great um, energy we've got going yeah. and uh, make it easy. It was tough to kind of you know decide to do that, but it's definitely worth it. And it's still really pretty inexpensive. I mean, yeah. Well, pa- very, you know, pause is great for sure. No, I'm talking about uh, find your moose. Very good value. I, th- I think so too. I think so too. Thanks. Yeah, because I know sometimes, you know, it's interesting. Um, we find that as we're kind of selling the conference, people, developers, we understand this. You know, it's really easy to say, "Oh yeah, I'm going to throw down money for DevCon because it's technical. I'm going to walk away and save save time." It's a little harder for people to wrap their heads around really investing in their self. Well, you know, and, uh, people who are at our level of development who have been doing it like the three of us have for twenty plus years, there's not a whole lot of technical stuff we get from DevCon anymore. For right, us, I just call you. I go, hey, Matt, how do I do this? Well, I mean, but for us, we, we go to DevCon for, like, the networking and for some sure. of the other aspects of it to be able to, you know, connect and learn from our peers. That's kind of the main area. But this conference is actually areas. This is stuff that we, as experienced developers, really have a lot to learn. Yeah. You so. know, and, and it's really important stuff that as our businesses grow and mature and our kind of our needs change, um, I think it's, it's super important, and the timing of it is beautiful. So, thank you very much, actually, for both of you for putting this thing on. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, thanks for letting us letting us talk about it because we're both pretty excited about it. I can tell. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks very much for your time. Thanks, Matt. Have a great day. Thank you.